What is up, guys? Welcome to another Homegrown TV talk show and podcast, where this week we're going to be sitting down with Ben Lind, the chief science officer of the Humboldt Seed Company. We're going to be talking about some amazing details on strains like the blueberry pancakes and the blueberry cupcakes, which we're running here on the channel, and other stuff like the jelly donuts and some secret strains that they're working on for release later on. We're also going to be talking about the collaborations that they're doing with companies like Sensi Seeds and some of the details on the big, massive pheno hunt that they're going to be doing later this year in 2023. I want to make sure that this episode reaches as many people as possible because I personally really enjoyed it and I think you will too. So in order to make that happen, I want to do a giveaway and it's going to be for some awesome merch from the Humboldt Seed Company that you can see right here. All you got to do to participate is comment down below this podcast here on YouTube and let us know what was your favorite part of the podcast that you listened to here with Ben. In 14 days time, we're going to be selecting a few different winners from down in the comment section responding to you and letting you select some awesome merch from the Humboldt Seed Company. So without further ado, let's hop into the podcast. Ben, the most scientific grow bro that I have. What is up, dude? How you been, bro? It's been a minute. Yeah, I respect it, Code. It's great to hear your voice, see your face, man. Yeah, it's been, shoot, when was the last time we saw each other face-to-face? God. Dude, face-to-face in the flesh was that cup still. I was hoping Menisales. to catch you guys at one of the cups. Yeah. Manisales. Manisales. Yep. And For, we haven't forgive, seen each my, other. forgive my Western pronunciation of it. <laughs> <laughs> you're good dude and since then we got to hang on to the live i was hoping to catch you at spanibus that was where you got you just got back from spanibus right yeah man just got back from spanibus we did a little uh tour through amsterdam uh afterwards which is a lot of fun got to kind of visit some buddies there and check out a couple of different facilities how could you not yeah, that's awesome dude. how long were you guys over in europe uh in total we were over there i think about two i think it was like 21 days in total three weeks <laughs> so it was a bit of a trip Beautiful, dude. No, it looked it looked super fun. And one of the things that you know we're gonna dive right into is is like the genetics because as you know, I had my my great grow bro back. You know, Yamil here from Colombia. He's on the coast. And once I put two and two together, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He's there. Yeah, I know. Humboldt's there. <laughs> I was like, bro, you cannot leave Spanibus without going to that booth. We need to be. T- we need to test the blueberry cupcake, you know, the pancakes. So I want to talk about some of these strains, bro. So we just sprouted these suckers. They're going, right? We've done the blueberry muffin before, and you've seen the episodes that we ran before. So Mm -hmm. if that's cool with you, I want to hop in first off to, like, the history, like how you guys got to creating the blueberry cupcake and your relationship with HendRx, or, like, I always want to say, like, Hendrix when I read it. uh, Well, Um, it is is Hendrix. It's uh, it's the two brothers' last name. Hendrix, Hendrix Nursery. Got you. Okay. So you got you nailed, you hit got it on you, the head, you. you hit that nail on the head. Hendrix. So that was the <laughs> first time I heard that. It's also kind of a cool pronunciation of it. <laughs> but yeah, the Hendrix brothers, um, they're a nursery up in Humboldt. Um, we've known those guys for you know years and years. And with that collaboration, um, that was like actually like we brought some of the genetics, like they had, you know, a clone that they really liked and we brought it in and we thought it would be a really cool addition to the blueberry muffin. So we crossed it into the blueberry muffin and definitely just kind of just wrenched up the THC production on the muffin, decreased the, the, the smell of the blueberry. It still has blueberry notes to it, but it's like a blueberry gas, like a like almost like a blueberry metal kind of gas nose to it now. Got you. Got you. Um, oh my God, man. Yeah. The blueberry muffin that we ran just to, to have that in your garden, the blueberries in your hand, you know, those aromas. And I've seen some of the posts of the cupcake and we did this video recently where we talked about our favorite strains that we, that we've run so far on the channel. Um, the blueberry muffin was definitely up there, bro. It was unbelievable. And then we asked everyone what requests, what would you guys like to see us run? And the blueberry cupcake came in extremely high. And that's why we made sure that we got that sucker sprouted right away. And some of the photos that I've been seeing on Instagram, bro, it's like, like massive producer. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Like frosty, big colas. Like colas the size of my arm, the size and the thickest of my arm. And they're just like all calyx and like very almost like no leaves to it it's like how do you how is this thing even growing like that yep right super beautiful colors too a lot of like purples and like even that kind of like iridescent like purple blue comes out of it every once in a while you'll see these little like red like reddish kind of coloring to it It definitely has the bag appeal for that one for sure 
how many how stable is it or how many f- different phenos you think we might see okay we popped here i think we popped uh, the pack of three and we have another three we might run through yeah. but like from what i've seen on on instagram do you think we might see some that might lean a little bit more on the blueberry side some that might lean a little bit more on the wedding cake or should we be out of those three get some that are the, these big rock yeah suckers from instagram i think for like structurally you're gonna see a lot of the similarity between all the uh, the different pheno like phenotypes um it's yeah the biggest kind of I think uh, difference you'll see is maybe like a, a slight aroma. So like the terpene profiles, you might find some that are a little bit more blueberry leaning and the other ones that are more, a little bit more of that, like kind of gas metal, like wedding cake kind of smell. So yeah. Oh my God. Kind of just follow your nose Dude, yeah, on the no, one you like. <laughs> Dude, what I'm hoping for, I already have my dream board made of it. I'm hoping to hit something, uh, you know, shout out to Empire and NYC. I think it is on Instagram, yeah, but with this up blueberry, I'm looking for that fruit, but that crazy dude, that thing is uh-huh. going to get me on the front of bro. if I got one of those suckers in my garden, you know, unbelievable. So that, and so that's blueberry muffin with the, the, the wedding cake, yep. wedding cake from the, from the Hendrix okay. brothers. Yeah. They picked out that wedding cake. That was kind of like the one that they really loved and, you know, really checked all the boxes for them and they brought it up to the farm and yeah, we threw it in the blueberry muffin breeding chamber that year. I think that was shoot. That was a few years back now. And then we yeah. pheno hunted that, um, that cross uh, a couple years ago and man, we just, yeah, we found some just real knockouts. It's really just difficult to just to uh, pick a winner from that. But then, yeah. After we picked the winner, which was, yeah, a lot of it was honestly based on that structure and that produ- that production level. Um, yeah, we just we started stabilizing specifically for that. We just wanted something that would really knock it out of the park for the farmer. Got you. Uh, what a beautiful, I feel like such a beautiful response to what the people have been asking for from your signature strain, right? You look up anywhere, anything as far as like these signature strains, you guys, that one has created a big name. And was that always a plan for you guys to go, we're going to take blueberry muffin and start crossing it to these beautiful collaborations from, from other, you know, things that we're finding, or is that kind of you guys listening to the response of the audience or, or, or people who are growing blueberry and want to see that used in different crosses? Yeah, it was really what other, it was really us listening because we started by you know we always loved it so we started by just following our nose and kind of you know finding this weird super blueberry smelling plant that for years we couldn't even name until one day we took (laughs) it into the into the trim uh, after harvest we took it into the trim room and uh we were talking about the smell of it and how we couldn't figure out a name because all the blueberry names were taken and somebody was like oh my god this smells like blueberry muffins and from that day on it just stuck and we wow. just always, it was like kind of near and dear to our hearts. It was like super approachable. It was super like, I don't know, it was an oddity because it really doesn't smell like cannabis. Like when you, if you grow it on your balcony or in your house, your neighbors are, <clears throat> they're more likely to think you're uh, picked up the hobby of baking than they, than the hobby of, <laughs> of, home, of home growing. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, we like we followed it because we loved it. And then other people kind of showed that they had, they had love and um, interest in it as well. So it was kind of this natural flow of things. That's just like kind of playing off of each other, off of the homies and then listening to people, what people wanted and following what we loved as well. That's sick. Yeah. Well done. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get these suckers into, into flower. And again, just well done on, on choosing that sucker because out of my whole last batch and, we had some beautiful ones, but blueberry from my nose was the one I was like, this is just so unique. Um, we we got to see more of this. So on that blueberry side, another one you guys came out with was the blueberry pancakes. And that is, is so that's from my understanding, it's an actual parent from the blueberry muffin, like the purple panty dropper crossed with slurry cane. Tell me a, a little bit of the history, how you guys came up with this sucker. That one's actually like a great, great grandparent of the uh, blueberry muffin was uh was the female receiver from that. So what we did is like, we kind of just like when we we pheno hunted blueberry muffin, it was still back in the day when, you know, it was, we couldn't grow a lot of plants. You can only grow like, you know, 99, um, here in California. And there's still a lot of helicopters, uh, helicopters in the sky and roadblocks on the road. So we had to kind of keep things pretty low key, um, as far as our pheno hunts and keep the numbers pretty small. So what I, thought would be cool just as you know just being a plant nerd and just kind of looking back on that time i was like what if we could go back to that original population which we still had in the seed vault and kind of relook through it at scale 
and see what else is in there because there was a lot of different blueberries I remember that came out of that population. So we went back, um, kind of like went back in time, went back to like kind of the main lobby of the blueberry genetics and just kind of picked a different hallway and went down that hallway. And this time, instead of picking for that kind of baked muffin smell, I just went sweet. I just wanted to see how sweet we could get it. Like how just like disgustingly right. syrupy, sweet candy we could get the blueberry muffin. Yeah, went through, found that, found that one phenotype that was just this like, like almost it almost made you sick it like felt like just the smell of it was going to give you cavities um and it was a straight blueberry but there's there was no muffin on it whatsoever it was just blueberry 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 like a blueberry like like a hard like a blueberry hard candy or something right wow and so it took that but it was you know having gone back that that many years like maybe that thing was testing and like you know it was like testing it like it wasn't testing up to you know today's standards. So that in combination with the slurricane, which is an absolute frost bomb, um, it has in the, mm-hmm. the slurricane does have a slight little blueberry nose to it. So I thought it would be a really good pairing if I could get all that sweet blueberry, right. old school um, shishka berry, propane dropper, you know, great grandparent of blueberry muffin um, with the, with the slurricane and just bring that frost through. And yeah, we've, you know, hunted that with our friends down at wave rider. Um, so wave rider nursery down in Salinas, California, they're, um, yeah, they have acres of greenhouses. They took this old, um, orchid facility and, uh, converted it for cannabis. And it was, it was really cool. They actually like kept all the original like, uh, staff and the, even they like kept the original owners to help them with the transition. So it was pretty cool that they were just kind of paying homage to like what had come before them, um, for, that's cool. you know, keeping, you know, keeping people's livelihoods around. Cause like too many places down in Salinas, just like, I don't know if Salinas is famous for you or not. But in California, Salinas is like uh, almost is, is notorious now, where it was just the the county there just allowed the big of license that you could you could want. So people were going in with, you know, multi acre facilities and just, you know, super fly by night, you know, just like come in, build as many big greenhouses as you can, run them all off diesel generators and just try to crop out as quick right. as you can to to turn a buck. Um, but these guys did it totally different. We've been homies for years. Um, they're super into, you know, surfing and just kind of more sustainable agriculture. They're all born and raised in Santa Cruz, Salinas area. So just yeah. the homies took it down to the homies greenhouse. Um, we opened up, I don't know, it was probably around a thousand different plants of that cross with the slurricane and gotcha. started digging through and we were finding all kinds of cool stuff. We were finding different colors coming out. We were finding like just these like iridescent like violet purple uh, varieties coming out these like super like almost like blue flake to like looks like look like somebody took blue food coloring and just like went all over the plant um and yeah we just went through smelling for smelling for a winter like we do and uh we found this one that was just had all that sickeningly sweet blueberry aroma to it that was just kind of what I had set out for, for looking. So, um, drew the owner of Wayrider and I really, we kind of narrowed it down to two different, two different phenotypes that we really liked. And, um, then we grew them at scale. So we took those, you know, it was like, I forget the numbers on them right now, but, um, so those two phenotype winners are two little unicorns that we called them. Uh, we took them, we mommed them up into, and took, I think a few hundred cuts off of each one of those plants. And we put it, in a greenhouse, um, one of their bays down there and just did a production run of it. And then, you know, test, wow. did all the post, uh, post-production testing on it to see, uh, which one not only satisfied kind of what our need was for this, for the variety, but also what the market's need is for, um, testing wise. So we found the one, like the, the right. blueberry that they, that we picked out, um, the blueberry pancakes was testing at 31%, um, at wave rider and, and, four or 5% terpenes at the same time. So it's super rare to find something that tests that high potency wise. And then also really dumps the terps as well. Was the purple panty dropper, was that the female of the, of the cross? That original cross that we did here was, um, 
it was the purple penny dropper um, times the shishka berry. And that was the, we used that, a male from that population or actually a reversed female. So we picked out our winner, we found the phenotype and then we reversed that winning phenotype and put her pollen, which was two X chromosomes, even though she was structurally, we made her a male. Um, genetically, yep. she was all female. So that pollen was X chromosomes, went on to the Slurricane clone that's uh, been floating around Northern California for forever. And that's where we got, got kind you. of our F1 um, pheno hunt line to take down the wave rider. Got you. And then when you said you, these amazing lab results that you're seeing, what were the differences on the terpene side, you know, from the amazing unique side from the, something like the blueberry muffin, which I thought was such a unique combination of different terps. What were you seeing differently on, on the blueberry pancake side? Um, the blueberry pancake side, we were seeing, I guess, a little bit more mercine, um, which is like, kind of, which led to that kind of just like that sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, compared to the muffin gotcha. where we see a lot of uh, some like more minor terpenes. So I would say like overall blueberry muffins, probably a little bit more complex of a, of a nose or complex of a terpene gotcha. um, profile. Whereas um, the pancakes just like, just that like kind of devilishly sweet, um, super mercy mm. and dominant. Oh my God, man. It sounds right up my alley on that. Gro growth structure wise, what could we expect differently as far as the, the blueberry pancakes? Are we like a slurricane? I've never grown it out. And especially the, the phenol that you guys have floating around California. Is that like known to be a taller, stretchier kind of plant? And what's the ultimate structure like on the blueberry pancakes? Uh, the blueberry pancakes is like a lot of really like egg, egg shaped buds. Um, so it's, it's okay. like, I would say it's medium high production overall um you do get some really nice big nugs up on top like stuff that's you know probably you know eight to 12 inches um tall for a top cola but then you get a lot of like big just kind of like yeah egg-shaped side buds um the growth structure is pretty stout so it's pretty squat overall um, but not okay. as squat as the blueberry pancakes. It's like kind of right in the middle growth patterns between like the blueberry, pan blueberry, uh, sorry, the blueberry muffins, shoot, Muffin? super squat, blueberry pancakes is kind of in the middle. And then the blueberry cupcakes generally sometimes tends to be a lot taller. Ooh, got you. Got you. I like that. I like how you throw the three in there too. I can just imagine them all, you know, growing together. The, the three cousins like that. That's beautiful. Another one that we had probably requested just as much as the pancakes. We got to, we're still finalizing the final numbers and it's an ongoing uh, poll. Anyone can vote and what we should be growing this year, but that was the, the jelly donuts. Is, is that the one with the hella jelly? Cross? The hella jelly times the runs. Yeah. So I made a, a probably a selfish decision <laughs> when I took that, it was so requested. It was the blueberry cu uh, cupcakes and then the, 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 the donuts. And I literally, I switched up the donuts with the pancakes. We want to do the battle of the blueberries, but I think, that one being so requested, we're going to have to test it later in the year because it's, it's going to be non-style. I'll probably kick myself in the butt when I actually smoke and be like, why am I doing this earlier? Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about the that cross. What's going on there? I mean, it's all the best thing. I mean, the Hella Jelly was already, you know, was one of the best strains to grow mm -hmm. last year. Um, as far as just frost, frost factor, just overall aesthetic, you know, harvest date was fairly early. And then just bringing in the runs just yeah. kind of, kicked all of that up a notch so it's just even frostier than ever um and there's a lot more yield so it's nice to bring that kind of the the yield from the jelly donuts into the runts because runts doesn't isn't necessarily always renowned right. for its yield um so it'd be re it's really cool to see the phenos that are coming out of that and the one that we really that we picked to stabilize uh, which i believe was the number 19 we have a clone of it over in the nursery um behind me that yep. was um yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it, it, it's creating its own boxes to check <laughs> as, wow. as far as yield. I mean, it's just I'm the yieldiest, frostiest. Like, I don't know how these plants are growing with less and less leaves and just more and more flower. Like, I don't know how you could coax more flower to leaf ratio out of a plant. Oh my God. I don't know how I could listen to something like that and not rush to go pop that sucker. Like, now I'm really 
kind of beat myself up that I didn't pick that up at Spanibus. I mean, look, we're going to do our Battle of the Blueberries and get that out. And there's probably a reason that thing was so requested. And for us, when we did the episode, I don't know if you got to see it, when we did the Hella Jelly, we, we did it all the way to, you know, from seed all the way to, to, to rosin extract. And it was one of the best results I've ever had, the tastiest flower rosin I've ever done. And this year we're getting more into extraction. So maybe, maybe that's why we just wait a second. And then tester, but oh my god, that is going to be great that for the delicious. extraction. What, what kind of extraction are you doing? Mostly just flower, flower extraction, rosin. Sorry, flower extraction, uh, flower uh, press. This now we're going to be getting whole room, whole tents, like five by ten, full batches into fresh frozen, into into you know ice water hash, and then into you know freeze dryer, full on live rosin. So that's where we're going with it. Wow. Dude. Dude, it's so impressive, man. That's awesome. I can't wait to I can't wait to come back so down think, and visit. Oh my god. Yeah. And that leads right into the next question, actually. I wanted to talk to you about Columbia because I know when you came out on the live, it for me it was a very interesting topic. Everything that you guys do internationally, it's always I got my eyes out, my ears open. Of like, where are you guys at? What's up? So in Colombia, talk to me a little bit about it and the advancement. Is anything moving there for you guys? Is it a place of interest still? Yes, 100%. I mean, I think since the last time uh, you and I spoke, like you guys have a new president um, in Colombia. Mm -hmm. And cannabis is now very much more legal than it ever has been before. Even though last time I was down there, it seemed like it was rather legal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely like it's on the forefront so i think everyone in you know in cannabis's mind because it is such a you know it's a heritage spot it's like a global heritage home of cannabis you know you guys were Colum in yeah. columbia was the the first place to really export um cannabis um you know out of santa marta and santa marta's you know santa marta gold everybody knows that name and right. from california to new york um so yeah, we still have a, pro a couple of projects right. going on down there, um, kind of looking at a lot of some of those old genetics, which is really fun just seeing kind of what's in there, kind of unlocking Pandora's box from you know, like an old school yeah. um, variety perspective, you know, stuff that might not necessarily be um, marketable on like today in today's like consumer market, but, but there's mm. different cannabinoids there's different terpenes in there that can be used for like you know foundational breeding projects so like taking some of those old um kind of like more feral more land racy varieties and you know bringing yep. some of the new school stuff into them and seeing you know what we can coax out man if anyone's gonna do it i can't wait to see you guys do it here especially with just your track record the way things go and the way when you guys do you know come into new crosses you do it with such respect such you know, finesse and, and to talk about another country that's blowing up right now, Thailand, obviously, you know, you guys are just seeing the uh, huge amounts of the media, everything going down, everyone listening and watching this podcast has seen something going on in Thailand. So what about the Humboldt Seed Company? Are you guys there? Are you guys thinking about it? What's going on over there? Yeah, we are. Um, we have um, a, a group on the ground there that uh, we've been working with for just through friends, like just uh, like as friends, like uh, for for a few years, mm -hmm. just kind of like they were they did. They were the group that kind of did the big uh, brought in seeds for I know it was all over the news for when um, the king of Thailand gave away a million cannabis plants to all the to, to the Thai people in a gesture of really like right. kind of giving giving the plant back to the people, which is so beautiful. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, that, those weren't our seeds, but they were, the, were working with the group that was responsible for bringing those in. Awesome. There was were like, I think there were a lot of that was like CBD genetics that were given away, which makes sense. But yeah, we're working right now to bring in the first legal import of actual THC cannabis seeds into Thailand. And it's, it's in real time, maybe hopefully by the time this show, this, this show airs, we'll have successfully completed that import. But it is definitely the most difficult um, import we've ever done. It's um, and it's really? it's not difficult. It's difficult from a perspective of it's just a lot of learning and it's a lot of back and forth um, with the government and it's you know all happening in real time uh, in Thailand. So they're you know they come out. We maybe have everything all the paperwork satisfied, and then the next week there's a new form that needs filled out by a different government body right. that the week before maybe didn't even exist. So it's you know just a lot of um, you. you know relationship building and um, just kind of policy work, just helping you know 
their it's their first time kind of thinking about this and it's and nobody really has a huge track record in you know global export of cannabis genetics anywhere in the world so it's just kind of working with these governments and these different um, regulating bodies to help them fig- figure out a responsible yet um, realistic approach to to doing this because I mean, it is interesting there because everyone is allowed to to cultivate a small amount of cannabis for personal use. There's a ton of commercial yeah. markets um, or commercial farms going in, and then there's a, it seems like every every uh, street corner has a dispensary on it. There, yeah, it's crazy, dude. I I mean, last time I went there was 2013, and it was a totally different landscape. Like I was finding these little brown bricks of Thai weed with, you know, there was still red string in there, bro. And I was like literally scared if someone caught me, I could be doing some serious jail time. And to see where the country is now and where they're going to go, hopefully that's the blueprint that a country like Colombia can follow. Hopefully it's done correctly. Hopefully, you know, it's it's something that other countries are able to follow and duplicate here in, in the near future. I mean, combining Thailand with weed's already a good combo. So it's going to be sick to see what happens. Dude. Right. And bringing out some of the, and like looking at some of like the old school tie sticks and the old school, just the like, South, like, yeah, yeah, Southeast Asian varieties in general. That's like, that's, I mean, that's where a lot of the hazes and different things kind of came from that people were like, oh man, that weed's so psychedelic. And it's because there's different, <laughs> there's different stuff. There's different environmental pressures there that are causing the plants to yeah. kind of um, evolve in different ways. And, some of those ways may happen to right. be a little bit more, you know, advantageous for us. Yeah, no doubt. That's really exciting. One of the things I seen, this was from the Spanibus side, or maybe this was just the announcement, or maybe when I just caught up with the news, but I seen you guys are doing a project or certain crosses with Sensi Seeds. Mm-hmm. Why don't you fill us a little bit in on what's going on with you guys and Sensi Seeds? Yeah, that was kind of a, another thing that didn't really realize what we were doing until it was done kind of thing. Um, yeah, I had, uh, met the, uh, Ben Dronkers kind of briefly in Berlin, um, a few years ago. And then his son, uh, Ravi, who's, um, kind of managing the day-to-day stuff and doing a lot of like the breeding work, um, at their facility and outside of Amsterdam. And we kind of just hit it off and we were just chatting and, you know, after a couple of, couple of joints and a couple of beers, we had this great idea that we should cross some of the stuff that he was super stoked on with some of the um, stuff that I was super stoked on and that, you know, we did it. And then now we were like, okay, we did this. Now what do we do with it? And we were like, well, we should give, (laughs) we should release it. We should give it to people. So, um, so yeah, we released that this year. It was really awesome. Had a party at the uh, uh, or the cannabis museum in Spain, which is uh, super beautiful. If, um, anybody's listening from over there and hasn't been to the cannabis museum in Barcelona, my God, that place is, I mean, you see it all, you see stuff from, you know, 1600s to modern uses of cannabis and everything in between. It's in a beautiful space. Wow. No doubt, man. Oh my God. Yeah. I already love history as it is. That's my kind of museum right there. What were the crosses that had you guys excited in this cool little bro down that you guys were doing over a few doobies and beers? Like what did you bring to the table and what was he talking about? What'd you guys end up crossing basically? Um, so the, what I'm really excited about is like the, like the pineapple for the autos is the pineapple Kush cake auto. So that was like a auto G that they had that it was kind of this like kind of reserve one. I'm not sure if it was even, quite really has been released yet but they had that their auto og and then i had our auto um p muff which is what we call it the pineapple muffin yeah and just like what we were talking about like structure wise they were like two varieties of autos which are just both super dense and super loud with Mm -hmm. terps that don't smell like auto terps because you know sometimes all autos smell the same but these were ones that were both (laughs) super like real standouts in both of our um, categories. And so we were like, okay, well, let's, let's bring these together and see what happens. So we brought them together, cross pollinated them, um, grew them out here last year at the farm and we're blown away at how homogenous, um, the, the F1 cross was. And that makes sense mm-hmm. because we were like, they had been breeding theirs, um, for years and really stabilizing their genetic. And we had been breeding ours for years, really stabilizing the pineapple muffin, genetic and so when we brought those together um it really created something stable on its own 
because there wasn't there wasn't That's a lot cool. of variation within each group. So it kind of found that halfway ground. Um, it's great, super yieldy auto. Smells like it smells like a it smells like gassy pineapples. That sounds delicious, man. Oh my god! So you guys had the auto side, and did you guys do something on the photo period side? Yeah, as well? we did. Uh, we did two on the photo period side as well. Um, the the bird, which was um, again, it was like a, a, a OG from their side, which is like just like this old school OG crossed with um, the Larry Bird strain from Northern California, which we've been kind of doing some work on and just stabilizing in the seed form. So that bird, when it came out, it's just, it's some of the prettiest weed I think I've ever seen as far as like indoor, outdoor in a greenhouse. Like it just comes out almost looking the same in every, in, in every one of those categories. And it all looks like it was grown indoors, just super calyxy, just the perfect amount of color to it. Like frost, like, I don't know, just everything's frosty. The stems are even frosty on it. And, um, and yeah. the test for the lab results for that were always that's like really, really good as well. Like anywhere between like 27% um, to like 34 to 35%. We saw even from some outdoor samples we took. Wow. That is amazing, dude. Yeah, no, I've seen that. The bird one had me curious as well. I was wondering what was in there. And that's really cool because I, is it correct? Like in Europe, it's a lot bigger, hey, the, the autoflower side of things, or it's a lot more common autoflower growers? Yeah, it's a lot more common and it's a lot more advanced. I feel like they've gotten over the stigma a little bit around autoflowers um, that we're still kind of living right. in here in the States. Whereas you know, when everybody talks about autos, everybody's like, oh yeah, autos, because you know, they grew them that one time and it grew to be this like not so great plant um that maybe kind of didn't really smell like much and um, maybe really didn't do well that well for them whereas over over there they've have such kind of area like space constraints um a lot of height constraints in a lot of the old apartments and um and then yeah. also the plant count is uh, really really something to consider when you're growing in your you know tiny apartment and you know, Madrid or in, in Berlin, maybe. So, right. Yeah. A lot of the auto flower growing and balcony called like growing on balconies there where you want kind of these short squat plants to be hidden behind the, the towels on the, on the, yeah. on the balcony or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. That, yeah you right. see a lot in the, I'm surprised to see like it in the social clubs. It's never labeled as auto, but sometimes you can kind of tell that like, hey, this is an auto. This was probably an auto flower just by either the name kind of knowing who the grower right. was or whatever. Um, so it's surprising. But here you're seeing it kind of come around a lot um, in California, at least. And people are just basing off test results because at the end of the day here in Cali, you see, you know, it's the test results that kind of move the flower um, through the supply chain. So like it has to be yeah. uh, used to be have to, had to be above 20 percent and then it was 25 percent. And then now it has to be like. 27 to 30 percent um to really you know make its way to the shelf lately we've really been kind of buckling that down and you know kind of honing in on you know what's making the auto, these autos um, test higher um, for terpenes and smell but and you know density but also just for you know just THC production. That's sick, man. I really can't wait. I think I should do another batch of autos this year. We did one last year. It was my first one ever. It was just cool to see. I was like, oh my God, it's just totally different. Kicks itself right in a flower. You know, we were done quick. I seen you guys actually did a series. It was on Instagram. You guys had a series of a bunch of growers around the US, right? And they were doing autos. How did that end up going? How was their experience with with everything? It's it's it was it's been great. Like seeing autos. So like this past year. Um, what's happened is like up in Humboldt, um, there, there was, a a group that, uh, we were working with that really kind of identified what makes an auto flower an auto flower. So they took like, yeah, they sequenced the genomes of, you know, a ton of auto flower, um, plants and then a ton of photoperiodic plants and then just cross-referenced and they pulled all of the overlapping data out. And what they were kind of left with, and this is a really basic description of it, but what they were left with was what makes an auto an auto. So that kind of, if you think about it as a, like a, a the genetics as like a book, um, they found the one paragraph in that book that determines yeah. whether the plant's photoperiodic or not photosensitive or auto. So what that allows us to do now that we have that, we've identified that little snip or that sequence, 
um, is we can do natural breeding. So we can cross a photo period plant with an auto flower and we can take, we can germinate all those little baby seedlings. And as soon as they germinate, we can take a little snip of the cotyledon or that little first little yeah. pusher leaf that comes up and we can send it off to the, to the lab and they can sequence all those plants and they can tell us which ones the, that, that trait carried over to. So it really speeds up the conversion right. of a photo period plant to an auto flower. So we can then take oh, that no. small little group that we've identified as they carried through that auto flower trait and we can, you know, self them and then also pheno hunt them at the same time to pheno hunt the one that carried through all the traits, all the physical traits of the photo period plant, but only carried through that auto flower photosensitivity. Wow. That is sick, man. Oh my God. I hope you guys, and I'm sure you are, right? You guys got new documentaries or videos coming out soon or like part of this process. You guys got to show us some of this. Oh stuff. yeah. Yeah. It's all coming. It's all coming. So it's all in real time. I mean, we're, we're doing some of the, right. like we've kind of, we've been playing with it. And then this year is like the big, like we're really cranked it up because we've kind of, it was like a proof of concept um, to this point, which was, you know, kind of how we came out with a lot of our you know, most recent autos this past year with like um, the mint jelly, which mint jelly has been just crushing which is kind of yeah. a, uh, an auto flower version of the hella jelly, but you grow wow. them side by side. Oh you're like, God. man, these are practically the same plants. Dude, good work. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, you're getting me excited to, to get back into that world and to test it out, but to back up to even just the terp side of thing that doesn't even have to be on just the photo period side, but for those listening that maybe already know you guys and are fans of the Humboldt and all the line of different things that you have. And for some that maybe have never heard of you guys before, what are some of the flavors that we could dive through that you recommend that are like these beautiful cornerstone flavors, like the blueberry muffin, you know, that are unique and different. What are some like top strains from your guys's, you know, releases over the past years, not just focused on the new stuff. Um, I mean the classics, like we have a ton of stuff. Yeah. We've been really kind of keeping, you know, keeping close, like the, our Humboldt dream, which is, kind of been always been our version of blue dream that we started working on forever yeah. ago and it's still one of the most popular i mean people it's an iconic strain for a reason and um like in the old school train wrecks those really stick out as far as you know that's there's a certain group of people that you know that that smell that train wreck that really high terpinaline alpha pinene strain just really it resonates with them and it's stuck with them, takes them back to that, you know, that dead show in 72 or whatever it takes, you know, it takes them back to that moment in time. So those, right. those are two real cornerstone ones. I mean, the dream queen's always been, um, been great. It's always just like, it's a huge producer. Um, you can it, even down to the little bee buds on the middle, the, the inside of the plant are just still rock hard and smells like a yeah. fresh, like papaya juice. Um, and then to mention some of the the newer ones like the california octane like cali the cali the cali octane it's crazy the smells that come out of that it's like almost like everything in the kitchen sink you get everything from like a little bit of little tiny bit of guava on the front to like this like deep gas cream in the middle to skunk on the very end of it that sounds unbelievable yeah there's so many things it's so easy to get caught up in what's coming what's new what's launched but when you find something, and, and this is, you know, talking to all new growers, when you find something you like, I highly recommend you go back and, you know, test stuff from, from what else did they launch before that was, a you know, a keeper winner. Not always get so caught up in what's coming and what's new, but can we talk about what's new, bro? Can, are you able to tell us what you guys are maybe working on, what you guys got in the lab right now, what you're thinking about maybe crossing in the future? I mean, I can't tell you any names, mostly because they're, they're all numbers at the moment. We try not to name them until they're, like, going out the door. Um yeah. So, I mean, we're working on a lot of stuff for, for, um, you know, for fresh frozen extra extraction specifically geared to, um, that, those structures that promote really good yields and, you know, in live, live resin extraction, uh, just like that, that, yeah. that, that gland head. So just like going through, you know, doing some crosses that we know going through feeling for like that kind of sandier, um, feel to the bud and then going through with microscopes and just scoping every plant so we can, you know, positively identify that all the, the glandular heads are, are they're capped and they're, they're, they have that kind of distinctive line between the, the, the stock and the cap that they'll come off really easily. 
right. bubble hash. So that's, that's definitely a focus. Um, I mean, we're focusing on the auto super hard and a lot of more throwbacks too. I really feel like throwbacks are kind cool. of coming around. So mod, like doing a little bit of modernization work on some of these old varieties, um, some of the old skunks, um, mentioned the, uh, collaboration we did with Sensi and we're kind of in the process of doing another one, just kind of going through all of their old, not old stock, but their kind of like heritage varieties of like that skunk number one, the skunk cushions, yeah. the Northern lights, um, the big bud, the um, black Whoa. domina and actually like growing them out at scale um, here in California and being able to do like a proper pheno hunt um, through some of those. And then finding those and then yeah. figuring out how to kind of fairly represent those varieties and what they kind of are, and then also modernize them at the same time. So bring them, you know, up the potency, uh -huh. up the, the terpene, up the structure, make it a little more approachable to grow. Because like Northern Lights, like how, nobody can grow Northern Lights indoors. Well, you can grow Northern Lights indoors. Right. And I hope somebody out there is growing Northern Lights indoors, but it's very, that's a very uh, difficult plant to to kind of to wrangle into an indoor environment so it wants to just wants to grow right. grow to the roof now through it yeah no doubt that's really cool to hear that you guys are going back and doing some of that work on on like again i i got introduced at least to your guys' strains and did my first test batch test batch back when you know hella jelly potty mouth were the new launches this was last year i had to do blueberry muffin because that was just the jam that i tried it at that cup that we got to meet at we got to see, you know, these new launches. You got Hella Jelly in there, Blueberry Muffin, obviously, you're coming out. Is there going to be anything with Potty Mouth maybe coming out um, in the next one? Are you guys working on that one, too? Yep. Potty Mouth, like, we're always um, kind of, like, rule of thumb is in all the green, all the breeding uh, chambers here. We're always kind of, if anything, we think kind of either matches or, like, is maybe, like, a curious direction to go. We'll put, you know, that one pheno hunt winner in there in a corner. So we always kind of block off, like, you know, it's probably about... Oh. a 16th of our breeding um, chambers and a lot of our breeding chambers are like 20 yeah. feet by um, 40 feet. So just a tiny little yeah. corner is kind of roped off and it has like the VIP section and it just gets <laughs> one off plants. So it just gets, it'll get like a clone of the, the potty mouth or the gazerple or oh, wow. a train wreck clone put in there and we'll cross it with whatever that main production lot is that's in that greenhouse so we can then take those right. single plants and maybe they don't produce a lot of seeds. Maybe they only produce like, you know, a few hundred seeds, but we can take that F1 cross. That's now like perfect for pheno hunting and open it up. Um, so we'll be looking through a lot of those. Convenient. There are a lot of the stuff we did last year um, at different farms this coming summer here in Cali. Oh, that is so cool. Right. I asked you, I'm like, I wonder if like, of course you guys got that handled. You got your VIP section and the big breeder tents and always testing new stuff. And it just makes sense. And why you guys are, are so ahead of the game and finding, you know, and identifying just these unique terps and, you know, really putting them in their, in their place, dude. Really cool to hear that. Thank you for sharing on, on the strain side. What about as far as like video you guys got any cool stuff i'm just such a big fan of like when you guys did that huge you know thousand or you know two thousand plant pheno hunts and all these different videos you guys got any cool videos coming up or documentaries or anything like oh, that and who told you <laughs> i didn't think anybody really? i didn't think anybody knew um yeah we're just now putting together the kind of the itinerary and all the the like the kind of all the the functioning parts of uh the 2023 uh pheno hunt that we're going to do here in cali so we're going to it's going to be like bigger than ever um crops more of california than ever before we're going to be traveling from you know heritage farms and humble clear down to giant like mega grows and socal uh, greenhouse outdoor indoor every everything in between and every you know shade thereof um Wow. Like a light assist to just, you know, the, the homies up on the hill still pulling tarps over over greenhouse frames and kind of looking yeah. through all these new varieties. So we really kind of dug deep in the vault. Um, and we're just we're just where, like, I guess a couple of days ago, I was given one of the last farms their, their seeds for the spring um, that are just the pheno hunt varieties. So just like looking through. So, you know, this September we'll go out and we'll take cuts of everything and we'll put them all in the library we'll 
go back out and the end of September with a, you know, a film crew and a um, bunch of different, you know, folks in the industry uh, and just go through and just walk through the fields and see what works, you know, and, and why and what didn't work and why and see which ones people were wow, super stoked dude. on and kind of what flavors are appealing to different types of people. Cause that's the biggest thing is you have to have just the diversity of, you know, people and their experiences and how to, and how cannabis resonates with all these kind of unique individuals that to do a proper pheno hunt, you really need a diverse population of people or a diverse population of noses and brains and eyes and ears to go through and kind of really see what everybody likes. But the, the funniest thing wow. is at the end of the day on the pheno hunt, it's always everybody standing around one of the best plants in the garden, all being like, yep, that's the best plant. Really? Yeah. So it all does kind of, kind of circle around back to it's kind of obvious at the end. Or you guys know you found that way. Yeah, it always it stands out from the rest. I mean, it always is like we go around, you know, we fill out questionnaire after questionnaire. Um, on, you know, we go through with clipboards and, you know, microscopes looking at everything. But at the end of the day, it's um, generally been kind of a no brainer. Just, oh, my God, this one's twice as big, smells twice as strong, has, has this beautiful yep. aesthetic. Oh, amazing, dude. The next question, this one isn't even written down. I had no plans to ask this, but after you just said that, what does Homegrow TV have to do to get one of those checkboards and lists for us to be there? Fino hunting and looking with you guys at the end and documenting, showing this to the world. Is that, is there a possibility you think that we could be 100%. There? All you need is a plane ticket to California come mid-September and easy. I'll put, I'll send you the invite right now. Wow, dude. You guys just hear that? That's an invitation. I think that's, I think we're going to be, that's, it's official. Holy shit. I think we're definitely going to be there, dude. We'd love to check that out. Love to see it. I mean, you know, I've been a fan number one of just those videos since before we met in person, as you know. So for me to see that, share that with the community from the home growers perspective, to see the work that you guys are putting in, are you guys going to do around the same number? 2000? Are you guys going higher? Lower? Generally, generally we hit around 10,000 um, different plants we look Jesus. through and this year i wouldn't be surprised if it winds up being a, little, a wee bit higher than that um just for the amount yeah. of different farms that we've <laughs> that we've uh signed up to you know hunt through this year compared to past years but right. yeah it would be dakota it'd be awesome to have your nose like you have such a uh, informed and kind of an articulate way of describing um kind of what you like with cannabis and such a like cool connection with it it would be it'd be an honor to have you along for the ride uh, and it is a ride that would be it's wild like you never know what's gonna happen it's you know traveling to all these different farm sites in california come to the end of the year winds up getting a little squirrely at best to, no with the dude. weather coming how, how long yeah, would it... different different everybody's different situations yeah how on. many days would, would one need to to book or be ready like let's say and again not even asking for myself but like you guys being there like all right we're gonna set aside these two weeks in september where you guys are non-stop checking it out is it a few days how long is that part? yeah we've been kind of wrestling with it because this this year has been it, we kind of totaled it up and if we like went back to back to back it would probably be almost a dozen days of you know hunting so it's like working on like wow. what realistically would be two weeks. It was like, you know, 12 days of everything went like just perfectly to schedule. Um, so we were almost thinking about breaking it up into sections and doing like kind of like a NorCal section, which will generally be a little, a lot of like the earlier varieties, like Humboldt tends to get a lot of like weather towards the end of the year. Um, so maybe yeah. it'll be like the early, you know, more like blueberry hella jelly kind of early stuff. Um, and then, We'll move to like central California, which will be a little bit later um, than the high dry season right then. So we can do a lot of like the sours and the OGs and then we can move on to uh, SoCal after that. And SoCal will be, you know, it'll be all of it. SoCal will be all the all the indicas, all the sativas and everything in between. Oh my God. I can't wait, man. That's sick. Just to see like, and you guys are like field testing there, right? You guys, oh my God, that's right. I'm just imagining being at the duck crunch. You've seen the first one. It's probably going to be 10 X. It's probably going to be crazier, you know, bringing the heat twice as hard as you guys did last time. And, and with everyone collaborating, that's going to be really cool, dude. Yeah. I'm stoked. I, I've been, I've been looking forward to it. It's a little, it's a little bit uh, daunting just how big we decided to go, but, uh, but I'm excited for the challenge and I'm excited to, to see that many plants and then know that, you know, in the back of our heads, like, okay, we, this one's at that nursery and being able to like call the nurseries in real time and being like, okay, do we have, you know, row eight, uh, plant 62, 
um, on file is it still alive? That's always the biggest thing. We find yeah. it, and then we have to pray to God right. that that clone has made it through the whole process without getting lost or, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, my God. Here with my 20, bro, I can almost lose track. I don't even want to imagine that. That's a, incredible, dude. Holy smokes. One thing, I, I, you know, getting towards the end of this, I want to respect the time and make sure um, that, that you're good to go. But before we end, is there been any changes as far as like availability and where people are able to find the actual genetics as far as living in Europe, living in the U.S.? Where are the best places for people to be able to go to be able to, you know, try growing their own blueberry muffins and stuff? Yeah, the U.S. is, um, yeah, just HumboldtSeedCompany.com for both uh, the U.S. and Europe. Um, soon that'll be in Thailand as well. They've, you know, all fingers crossed everything goes goes well with this export. And um, then, yeah, we're working. We're still working on South America. It's a little bit um, more of a challenging uh, nut to crack with. Uh, like we're going through a lot of plant registrations now in Colombia, and it seems like things are changing in Colombia a little bit as far as being able to now, you know, potentially grow and breed seeds in Colombia and then sell them in Colombia for people to grow in their backyard. Whereas even right. six months ago, that wasn't a reality. So. Yeah, it's changing quick here. I'm excited too. We're in the middle of it. They're doing debates. I think there's like eight they had to do. There were five in and that's just on one topic. Things are looking good. But every week, bro, here it's changing. I just know it's at least all looking good, all in the up and up. Um, so, you know, I hope to be able to hang with you here soon before September, maybe even hopefully there's a cup that you guys end up coming to. If not, bro, count me in. I'm going to be there for the Fino hunt. I'll be there like a week early, get myself ready, get myself conditioned. Yes. <laughs> you know, like athletes go, they, they do like, uh, you know, acclimatization. I'll be conditioning myself. Hit, you know, hitting all the tests that we need to do. But brother, thank you so much, man, for coming on and sharing your time here with the community, giving us some insight to some of the great strains that are out that we're testing here. And maybe we do a follow-up part two once we have these sucker actually harvested. We have a new series that didn't exist when we had you on the live. It's called post-harvest analysis. We're actually yeah. analyzing this thing post-harvest. We're testing for terps. Maybe we can have you on when we do a post-harvest analysis. We're testing the profiles of some of these suckers. Um, we're all, we also have kits. We're going to be testing the, the cannabinoids, sending it to lab. So there's a lot more to be talking about and a lot of opportunities to have you back on the show, brothers. Awesome. Respect. Yeah, it'd be awesome to go through the breakdowns when they come in and really, and to see, you know, what the labs are coming back with down there versus up here, because, that's a whole nother part of cannabis that we don't know is like these lab tests. You, know, you send the same sample to six different labs and you sometimes get six different results. So it'd be really, really cool to go totally. through that and chop it up and break it down. Definitely. Yes. And everyone listening, now's your time. If you guys want to grow along with us, we got the blueberry pancakes. We, like three veg, you know, like we're just starting. So now's the time. We also have the cupcakes. So obviously those episodes will be coming out later towards the summer. You know our jam. If we find something good, we're taking it to the cups where we're going to be doing our tours with it, sharing obviously our winning keeper cut once we find her. And so, dude, I will let's stay in touch. Thanks so much for coming out again. Yeah, respect. Homegrow TV.